If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Memory Lane. I'm Jen Brister. And I'm Kerry Godleyman. Each week we'll be taking a trip down Memory Lane with our very special guest as they bring in four photos from their lives to talk about. To check out the photos we'll be having a natter with them about, they're on the episode image and you can also see them a little bit more clearly on our Instagram page. So have a little look at Memory Lane Podcast. Come on, we can all be nosy together. So I've got a potting shed that is sort of, I, I write in it sometimes. Like okay, It's a little cabin. It's a little creative writing Yeah, I know cabin. where your potting shed is. Um, and I sometimes leave the door open overnight. Anyway, I went down this morning to just do a bit of writing. And um, there was a perfect little, on the cushion of my chair, there was a perfect little shit. <laughs> Either gifted to me by my cat, Rupert, or a fox or another cat. What about your dog? Oh, she's got tiny legs. She can't get up on that shit. She chair. can't get up on that um, It's definitely a cat shit. I think it's Rupert's. I'm so, really cross about it. So wait a second. Your cat has yeah. left you... A little shit. ...on the chair that your cat knows you like to sit on. Yeah. To let and you know... perfectly in the centre. To let you know, don't sit on this chair anymore, it's mine. Well, yeah, it must be. Territorial. Are you sure it's not or, a fox? It's not. It's a cat shit. I don't think a fox has the wherewithal. It's a real cat move. It's a cat, it's a cat move. move. Because it's in the right, it's right central. It's like right in the little <laughs> pocket of the centre of the cushion. It's a fuck you. Fuck you. And your writing and your creative process. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite a move. Yeah. I mean. Only a cat would, well, let's face it. But also human, Rupert loves you. Alone. And you love Rupert. Well, it's a complicated relationship. It's oh, is a cat. It? It's a cat. Yeah, but cats, when they love you, they love you. My cat, she used to give me gifts. Like animals? Yeah, she gave me mice and always half dead. They yeah. were never dead. She yeah, was no, always like, always I'll a... let you finish it yeah, off, no. babe. And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want that. Thank you. I don't want to have to break Didn't this I tell you my squirrel story? I get worried now because I'm turning into one of those people oh, that, don't worry, that repeats myself. Oh, I do. That all repeats the time. myself. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting one day writing. There's a pattern. It's oh always God. when I'm writing. Okay. <laughs> Nobody likes The animal your... kingdom are trying the to sabotage my writing. Creativity. Yeah. So I was sitting at the table writing <laughs> and there was a little tap on the back door. Right. And I turned round and a half dead squirrel was what? practically knocking like with his little paw. Excuse me, I'm half dead. That's and, quite a knock. Oh, it was so macabre. And, and I thought I can't deal with this because I knew it was a finish me off job. 
and I just couldn't deal with it. So wait a second, the squirrel was asking you to finish it off? Well, it was sort of drawing my attention to the fact that it was not Dying. fully alive. Yeah. And I think it probably might have been my cat that wrestled with it. I wanted you to know. And uh, it seemed to be saying, look, this is your problem. I, sure. I'm, uh, I need you to deal with the admin of this. Okay. And I um, couldn't deal with it, so I turned the radio up and <laughs> turned my back, turned my back to the Kerry! I know. Kerry! Don't judge me. Don't judge me. You had a dying squirrel begging for mercy. Well, I cannot go out there with a brick and finish it off. Well, to be fair, what could you have done? Maybe stroked it? What would I have done? I don't know, giving it a cold towel and, a, and, and some loving words. There was that, they're vermin. Held its paw. They're vermin. They're rats with... Well, who was it once called them rats with PR? Squirrels are basically... <laughs> that's a quote. That's not mine. I think, I think someone... Rats with PR. That's good, actually. Yeah. They are vermin. Are they? Yes. Well, everything's vermin. No, let's be clear about what is vermin. Well, seagulls are vermin. Pigeons are vermin. Yes. Foxes are vermin. Uh, squirrels. Now squirrels are vermin. Yeah. I don't, and, but, that's fair. They're the vermin gang. They, but why are they all vermin? I don't know what classifies something. I tell you what, what classifies something as vermin. It's animals that just stay alive. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, they, they don't die. Like the the weeds of the animal. Well, they're just like we we know we know what how to man we know mean? how to manage ourselves around you people. You live they're wild. Your, yeah, they're, they're diseased. Not always. They're often they are. I've seen pigeons that have got eye patches oh, no, there are and wooden pigeons, legs. And yeah, they're like. Yeah, but that's usually because somebody's left out some acid and they've had their feet sort of all like squelched up and then they end up with one of those those two little nubbins that they sort of hop around that on. That is one of the most tragic things. But it's not their fault. It's because we've left acid out. Who leaves acid out? So that what they are you talking don't, about? So they don't roost. They don't roost in buildings. They leave acid out. That and then is they're little evil. Exactly. Who so does that? Humans. I... I'm not Human aware of beings. That. I'm aware of the spikes to stop homeless people sleeping in doorways. I mean, look, if, I'm beginning to think maybe they're not the vermin. Maybe we're vermin. Maybe we are. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sad for this squirrel. And what did you do with the Don't dead body? Don't make me feel bad about the squirrel. I didn't get involved. It just went off and died somewhere out of sh- Maybe shop. it was not. Tell you what, you need to get, get in contact with your neighbours. Did a little squirrel knock on your window and ask for mercy? <laughs> Don't, don't, don't make me feel bad. Anyway, that was in my old house and my neighbours would have taken it in. They they took in all kinds of animals. They, they had about 20 dogs. It was, it, it was horrific, actually. What, the dogs? They had 20 dogs. Why, this you can't have 20 dogs? They used to get them over rescue and then they try and house them. And then them, foster no them? And take them. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Oh my God, the smell I can't even imagine of the dog smell. piss in the summer coming over that fence. We had dog walkers across from us for a while and I, they... Oh, the smell. You just walk past that and you'd be like... This Oof. house was something else, honestly. like I'm, They used to have loads, hundreds of pigeons on their roof. Yes! And I remember saying to them once... Do you want to get Can we have a chat about... Yeah. <laughs> Can we have a chat about the pigeons? And she went, oh, I feed them. Oh. And you know, really early on in the conversation where it goes in a very like unforeseen direction, you're like, okay, I'm just going to stop talking now because this isn't going to go where I wanted it. Right. You're feeding them. You're not supposed to feed you're them. You're not meant to feed them. They I mean, feed acid's themselves. too much, but yeah, don't... Too much feed them what about I mean, the rats there definitely were rats around i mean she had 20 dogs it stank of dog piss <laughs> you couldn't see out the windows because of all the plants and overgrowth and it was unbelievable outside of a house tapping it was like something tappings. from a stephen king yes house. well um i kind of on, on the one hand i applaud her uh empathy and kindness and oh, compassion for <laughs> But on the other hand, it's fucking annoying. It's a nightmare. (laughs) You've gone. You don't give a fuck about this squirrel. I'm just trying to see the flip side of that. And you're like, oh, 
Fuck off, I, mister. Look, I only shared that story because I do have guilt. I do have guilt. You still got guilt about the squirrel. Yeah, I still got guilt about I mean, the squirrel. You've moved house quite a while ago, so, yeah. and I can't believe you're still carrying guilt about the squirrel. It just came up because we were talking about the cat shit. And well, it's, you know, when it's, just it's stories, karma. Yeah, animal, animal stories. Don't you? So you don't have a cat or anything now? We don't have anything, but I feel bad about our last cat because we had him. He was a stray, uh-huh. and we didn't realise he was in so much discomfort because he had. Oh, actually, makes me feel sad thinking about it. He had like tumours in his kidneys, and we just thought. He, he didn't like being stroked. We were just like, well, I guess he just doesn't. He's, he's a stray. Maybe he just doesn't like being stroked. And he and was then, in agony. Oh, it's this poor little thing. He wasn't in so much discomfort. How did you come to find out? Um, my mum looked after the cat when the babies were born, and she went, "This cat's not well." Took it to the vet, and the vet went, "We need to put this cat down." And how long would you put it through that? <laughs> How long had you confused p- p- compassion with with I think about trauma? Two years. Fucking hell, Jen. I know. Well, look. Read the room. <laughs> I didn't really, and he purred a lot. He was doing a lot of purring. I don't think purring is always associated with pleasure. I think oh. that's a misnomer on our. Well, part. now I'm beginning to think it was associated with acute pain. It's just a sound they make. It's the sound they make when they're in trauma. I didn't know that. In my defence, I didn't have a squirrel knocking at the window begging for death, <laughs> begging yeah, for mercy. Yeah, but I didn't invite the squirrel in and then go, oh, right, I, you know, come and live with us and don't let's worry about that, like, eyeball hanging out. <laughs> so in my defence, there wasn't an eyeball hanging out. It, it, the, the, the cat just didn't like being But it was wincing stroked. in agony every time you went near it. Well, it wasn't necessarily a wince. Sometimes he would just look at you with an eye that was like, don't do that. And I thought, fair enough. You Cats like to be petted, so that... Well, no, that's not true, actually. Some don't do that. I used to give him they a little tickle different. on the ear and he loved it. He but loved don't it. touch his... No, don't touch his hindquarters, which mm. I thought, do you know what? Maybe he just doesn't like having his fair enough. Touched. And when a stray comes to you, I mean, I've... I, I love that stray so much. That you know they've got stories to tell, so you just let, leave them to it, don't you? Like... And we gave him so many treats. Oh. There I might go. ring Chloe to tell her about the shit. She'd be a sympathetic ear. I was a sympathetic ear. No, I know, but I kind of want more. What do you want? I want more. I just want more. <laughs> You're very demanding, Kerry Godwin. All right. Well, the next time we have a chat about cat shit on a chair, I'll bring more. Okay, great. But to be in my defence, you did talk about the cat shit mm. and then you very quickly moved on to the squirrel. <laughs> and so that's why this is... I'm this a bit is... like... Uh, what's that Disney film when... Do little. <laughs> Snow no, White. Uh, Snow White, where I just talk to the animals. What little birds come along yeah, and you like you close the window I'm and like, they just I'm they hit the glass, <laughs> unconscious. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear about your cat shit, but I think Thanks. maybe your cat has interpreted its poo as a present, and maybe it's a little gift. Do you reckon? Yeah, let's say that. Who are we talking to today, Kerry? We are talking to the wonderful Andy Parsons. Ah, oh, and what a lot of fun we had. So, Andy, what are you up to at the moment? What are you doing? So, I'm um, I'm on tour at the moment. So but I remember seeing a tour poster of yours, and this was years ago, maybe, I don't know, 2016 or something. Yeah. And I remember looking at your dates thinking, who the hell has 
put this together? Because you were in Newcastle, then you were in Wales, then you were in... you Like, your tour dates, you were everywhere. Yeah, but that's... It looks like if you go them together like that, but then if you actually look at look the dates, yeah. you'll find that usually oh, they do a pretty good... I have had, inevitably... You've had mega tours. Well, also, I've had, you know, the Penzance to Durham, you know, right. double or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, oh, I should have read that email properly. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're few and far between, to be fair to them. The one that was really tricky was when it got rescheduled after COVID. Oh, yes. And then try oh, and yeah. put them back in after that. And yes, was, I did that. I did yeah. a tour that sort of stra- straddled the whole thing. So I, I was four gigs into a tour when we all shut down yeah, yeah. and then had to pick it back up. Yeah, well, I was I was literally halfway through and then it, it took me longer to finish than it had to do the, the first half of the tour. So you Did know. you find there were jokes in there that you had to kind of write some COVID jokes and I, then you had, had to, to write a new show. Back out? I had to write an entirely new show because it, it, the whole thing was called Healing the Nation and then interrupted by a worldwide <laughs> pandemic. So, <laughs> so they, they were virtually a whole new show and, and obviously you've got very little chance to work it up because there's no gigs running or anything yes. like that. Yeah. Are you, you predominantly talking Topical as well, so you do. It's have semi-topical. To stay on top. Like there was a time when obviously Mock the Week was running or whatever, yeah. then it would be you know pretty much bang up to date. But the, the, this is just themes, really. So, oh, okay. So yeah, the uh, you know, and obviously there's some pretty themes that will cost a living's not going away tomorrow, is it? No, so, quite. Etc. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. the thing with topical is if you can do it thematically, then you know that the like like you say like the cost of living that's going to last. But otherwise, let's just say the news moves very quickly these days. Yes. So like if you are going to be doing something really topical, you're going to have to drop that joke. The specifics of the news quickly, yeah, you... but the themes of the news tend not to move. No, very quickly. no, no, that's it. I mean, I haven't been done it, doing it, you know, ever since I did the original Spitting Image. Yeah. So when you were writing for Spit, Spitting Image, how long yeah. did you do that for? So. Uh, did that for about four years until it got canned. So basically, I managed to see it into the trash bin. Four <laughs> years is a decent run. But we yeah, forget no, how huge that was. We forget, yeah. like, oh, it's it was so big and it was so popular. And also, I kind of feel sad that it was trash because it was one of the best sat- satirical, topical shows that we had in this country. Well, it was also only four four channels at the time. If you think that's about true. how many you've got now, yeah. and that's yeah. you know, so and it would be going out at ITV on Sunday at ten o'clock, and they used to have nothing. No, there was no competition at all. So you know, we used to get massive viewing figures, mm-hmm. and you'd written it that week. So and then it would be all be in the papers in the Monday. You know, they who they not this time. So it was a fabulous introduction to yeah. writing TV comedy. And how soon in your career did that come? So mid twenties. So we we basically we. Just, just tried to start everything, you know, so just doing little gigs, um, throwing our, you know, the old selfie tapes or whatever they were back in the day, you know, recording. This is double stuff. act. Well, some double act, some, you know, so I started doing stand up, we started doing double act together. Who, with literally you and Henry Naylor. Henry Naylor, yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember yeah. very well, yeah. So, uh, so Henry's obviously now writing plays mostly, but, yeah. you know, doing little bits and pieces as well. I think he's yeah. in India at the moment doing, doing his show. The Afghanistan play, is that right? He, uh, I think that's what he's, he's taken out to India at the moment. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you always work like solo work, writing work, double just, act work. Well, you know what it's like. You throw shit at a wall, yeah. don't you? And, and see what sticks. Yeah. I and think it's wise because stand up, from one of the downsides is the loneliness. So if you can get to work with other people, I think that makes it a oh, lot more I mean, fun. that was the, well, you, had, you had a friend on stage. So when you were dying on your ass, there was two of you laughing. Yeah, I was that, always jealous of double acts for oh, that. You know, and obviously it was half the money. I mean, that was the trouble. I and mean, yeah. often we didn't have two microphones. So some of the, the, you know, the really tough gigs were when we had to share a microphone and you're obviously trying to play off each other and yeah. you've only got the one mic or whatever. So, yeah, no, I mean, trying to do circuit gigs with the two of you was, was hard. I mean, mm. circuit gigs also 
just to put it in context, I think the circuit's changed quite a lot over the years. But there was a time where it was really spit and sawdust. You'd walk into a club. It wasn't like... The sound wasn't great. The stage wasn't great. No, I there think was you've just got to play better clubs. Smoke. There's some shit out there still. Yes. Yeah. Every now and again, you you know, you just come across it. And people go, oh, do this club, you know, they yeah. you know give you a bit of waffle. Especially when it's a room in the back of a pub. I can remember yeah. turning up for gigs and you go, look, you're going to have to move. You're going to have to light. At the very least, you're going to have to put a light on that stage. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, can't see the stage. Yeah, there's, there's, you still turn up to a few, don't you? And, and you go, if you've got no basic grasp of how this is going <laughs> to no. work. You know. What was that it's gig hilarious. in Maidstone? Do you remember that gig in Maidstone where you had to do 40 minutes? Yes. And you I just literally it. stood next to the bar. There was yes, no stage. And you had to do 40 minutes to a bunch of like blokes sitting at the pub at the bar with a pint. And what I remember is that actually the first three seats were bar stools that were side yes. on to yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. And it the was three terrific. People there who were sat on them didn't watch the entire time I was on. So, so I, I was basically talking to the, their ears on the side. There were some awful. people behind who got into it, thankfully. Yeah, you know, and they quite enjoyed me abusing the three. But that was the gig, wasn't it? Yeah, you it just was a basically you had... got paid hundred quid. And right at the end, the bloke said to me, "We've been playing. We've been paying hundred quid for the last twenty years. Oh, I don't know if I if I was paying too much twenty years ago. If I'm not paying enough now, I was like, mate, you're not paying enough now, <laughs> and you weren't then. No." But amazingly, it went on for 20 years. Yeah. When did you start doing comedy? So about 1990, something like that. Oh, blimey. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, what made you start? What was the sort of, was it something you'd always wanted to do or? Oh, I did did law at university. Didn't want to do law at university. Yeah, yeah. Um, With a view to going into law? No, God, I had no interest in it. I wanted to do English at university, but I hadn't done English A-level because I was advised not to do it because the English results at the school weren't particularly good. So they said, if you want to go to university... probably Got better if you do science um, and then so when I, I didn't want to do science because I hated science right. so what, I said can I do English at university because I like reading books and uh, they said well you can't do that you haven't, you haven't done it at A level but you can do law they said it's somewhere in between the science and uh, and the arts so you, you do do law and it, it wasn't it was very much in between tedious and interminable <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your photos. Well, do we have to? Yes. Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah. Yes. I love this first picture that you've got here. I wasn't sure how you're going to do them, so I, I, should we do them in the order you've sent them? Well, are they in chronological? Are they not? They vaguely. They, I vaguely sent them in chronological order. That doesn't mean they've landed well, on your phone. You're the youngest in this one outside number ten. Yes, that that is definitely the first one. So tell uh, us why you're stood outside number ten down. So well, I thought I thought you'd like one with hair. I thought you. It was, it was the, <laughs> but he's still very charges. much you. As soon as I saw your face, yeah, I was you, like, "There he is." Because there's six six people on there, and I'm obviously not the copper standing up <laughs> at number ten. But it, it was sort of it was my first trip out of uh, out of the West Country. So I grew up in in Cornwall, and uh, so that's from the Lizard Peninsula. So not the sort of wow. London accessible Cornwall. No right, proper right, remote. Right, oh right, wow, that's right. beautiful down there. It is. Yeah, it's desolate in places, but beautiful, really beautiful. Yeah. And, so, and that was the first time you'd left. Yeah, first time I'd, I'd got got out. So very much the first time in London. So um, how old are you? So I'm probably about ten now. And so, it's a school trip. School trip. So yeah. Actually, and I brilliant. love. I used to have a shirt which I wore to school, which had those collars. What was it about the, like, 70s, early 80s? Well, I love the fact that that I was... I'm there posing for a photograph, absolutely unaware and not caring what my guess would be that I've got one collar in, yeah, one well, collar out. Yeah, I love one collar in, one collar out. <laughs> but at the time, the collars were so big, it's feasible one might just stay in. Well, this, you, if you, I think you saw the bottom of those brown trousers, there'd be lovely flares on the bottom of <laughs> oh, those. So what year is yeah. this then? 
Who so, lives at number 10? So I reckon that that's probably, it's before Thatcher, Thatcher. just before Thatcher, I think. Oh my God, yeah. really? Yeah, Thatcher. so I reckon that's like, say, 78, Ted something Heath? like that. No, it'll be Callahan. So he's just oh, had his winter of discontent or something like that. It's all going pear shaped just behind. You that wouldn't door. know it from that picture. It all looks lovely. It does, but the copper's not happy. Is know, it? You can, the copper looks well pissed But the, what is amazing, obviously, now you see all the security. You know, you can't even get close to it. Oh, and, so you just walked up and had the picture? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what there's, I interpreted no, it? I thought you'd gone with a petition or something. That is the security. So this was pre, like. You remember when there was all that thing about the IRA yes, bombings exactly. and stuff, and then post the IRA, IRA bomb in Brighton, which was um, Thatcher. Yeah, 84. Uh, yeah. That's, I think, when the security's put But you think, wow. you think of all the IRA bombings in the early 70s, and that's all they've got is a bit of wood between you and the Prime Minister. That's incredible. And one policeman. I mean, it's just insane, isn't it? And then yeah. they just let these reprobates walk Yeah, that's look at these these two-year-olds, <laughs> one collar in, one collar out. They don't know what they're doing. Do and they? were you excited to be there? Oh, I loved it. Loved London. Loved loved the trip. Loved seeing... Yeah, you know, it's just, I mean... Do you think know, it gave you a taste for that sort of... Oh, the, the lights. The neon lights. Yeah, a bit of Piccadilly Circus. Like, I'm coming oh, back. Yeah, yeah, no. Piccadilly <laughs> Circus was, like... I, th- I think we, like... When I remember, because I grew up in the suburbs of London, so it wasn't like a completely. I've yeah, been to London a few times. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. Neil, completely we didn't have Neil down there. <laughs> You're Five pretty cool looking lucky. for like country bumpkins. Well, you've all got some pretty great goggles on. Yeah, we've got some nice anoraks there. Lovely yeah. anoraks. Yeah. yeah, almost a Parker we there on somebody, that. isn't it? We all had Parkers so. then, didn't we? I, I had a Parker. My brother had a Parker. Absolutely crap, those coats. Are you in touch, with, in touch with any of these <laughs> None people? None of those people. And I, I thought you might ask me what their names are, and I would struggle to name them. Okay. So, you, you know, and I never got so the no besties, name. So no besties? No besties there. No besties there. No, no. In fact, there's only one person that I'm in contact with uh, from my time down in Cornwall. So, um, okay. so I moved to Devon sort of for another bit of my second year. You education. edged your way. Yeah, you gradually. You edged your gradually, way back. Gradually but do you think that trip sowed the seed of, like, I'm, I'm going to come I'm here? I'm sure it's innate, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know, you suddenly go, look, this is, this is exciting. This, but it isn't this... innate. Some people do not want that. No, no, no but you, what I mean is like, you know, I would have discovered it at some point. If yeah, that if hadn't... you want to right. be a performer, then you're going to find your way to London at some point. And we did we did school plays there. There was a headmaster who loved doing it. So we used to do all the, you know, whether it's Alice in Wonderland or one year we did all the Cornish Saints and stuff like that. And so there was, you know, he, he was very much into creative writing and mm-hmm. stuff like that, getting it all going. So Can you remember wanting to do it as a kid? Yeah, loved it. Loved it. We had a little school magazine. You could throw in like poems and stuff like that. Did you write jokes no no real jokes i did um sort of i never really did anything to do with comedy until i got got up to university and then all the actors seemed like twats Mm. um and uh, and they just took it really seriously and Mm. i was doing law (laughs) and i didn't comes up a lot i didn't i didn't i didn't know anything really much about english literature i didn't have a a, a massive sort of array of knowledge when it came to and so i was just intimidated really whereas Mm. the comedy punch you could just fuck around fall over you know you know and it was just good fun where did you go to uni I went to Cambridge, so oh, she did. Oh, so we had we, we we didn't get many. So from, it was footlights. I didn't do footlights until really at the end. So this is the thing we I, I tried to do footlights and they they wouldn't have me. It seemed to be quite a public school enclave and coming from Devon and Cornwall. Did you and, meet with the class thing as soon as you got there? You were like, oh, hang on. I was a bit. 
naive I, and I, I never really understood it and you, you know I used to get excluded from quite a lot looking back but you're but, never bitter about it well do you know I was just having a great time do you know you, you sort of, great, it's though. just exciting you know obviously there were various dining societies and whatever you didn't get invited to but you didn't care right well, you it's know, the not caring that's important you know, yes probably yeah <laughs> yeah because if you care it's really fucking annoying to be excluded. well they, yeah, they seem like knobs and uh, they could go off and be knobby <laughs> on their own do you know so I was you don't say, be in the knob gang yeah. I, don't see you, I don't see you as a guy that was like going to be like first in the line for the dining society no, anyway but did you enjoy it there i had a lovely time and um my brother was two years ahead of me and he'd managed to get in oh so wow we only had this one god this... your parents must be so proud of you both yeah well my mum's no longer around but yeah no they're obviously they were delighted yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. have two yeah. two kids at cambridge yeah no well, that's it well that's it my brother became an accountant quite like the uh the sort of the more dull aspects of uh, academia um and uh, she was always quite keen that we had she had an accountant and a lawyer but it didn't quite work <laughs> so, did she uh, live to see your success uh, yeah well enough enough so um yeah she, she actually she, she, she's been gone now 20 years but um she did i was she just, saw you on telly she did yeah saw bits and pieces so yeah she yeah. came to see me live and do stuff and yeah no so it was lovely and who were your peers when you started uh so out of interest well it, it was i'm trying to think the out of the, the Alan Davis was the the generation above. He was the ones who, uh, so and then the Sean Locks and the Bill Baileys. They were sort of the generation above. Right. But it's, generations in comedy terms only work in sort of it's about three years. Isn't yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Three years so, at school. Um, so in terms of the, I'm trying to think who you would. I sort of really hung out with the generation below me. I couldn't really tell you. Is that so, who's in this other picture? Because Ed Burns in one. And yeah, Glenn, yeah. Glenn Wall. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so those, so th those guys are probably the three years below me in terms of starting out. Right. But I sort of hang out with them mainly because I was on a bit of a delay because I've been doing a lot for the double act, uh, and so in terms of the stand up, yeah. it wasn't didn't quite. Uh, took a little while to work out what I was trying to do with yeah, it. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I get stand up that. is something you, you really. If you're not, if you're not only doing stand up, it's going to take you like one and a half times as long or twice as long to get where you need to get to. You just need to be doing stand-up if that's yeah, what you want yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I've jumped a, a picture now because I've mentioned one ahead. So should we talk about that one? Yeah, yeah feel back? free. Yeah, yeah. So it's you, Ed Byrne, Glenn Wall, and who's the other? It, that is Ed's then current girlfriend. Uh, okay. So, uh, and where are we? You? We are. It's, we've got Sky Jump on the the lovely uh, jumpsuits that we're wearing, and that is New Zealand. So it's part of the New Zealand Comedy Festival. Oh wow! And it's a, right. For publicity, so we're jumping off the Sky Tower, which from oh my god, from memory, um, was the the tallest building in the Southern Hemisphere. I think at the time that we did it. And Ed and I had done the Sydney and Melbourne festivals a few years earlier, and we'd done the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So we'd climbed all over the Sydney Harbour Bridge, which you can do, which is fantastic. Oh, well wow. But neither Ed and I are good at heights. Um, so, but you feel Interesting choice of... Uh, it was, but we, we also quite both quite like a thrill. So You're adrenaline seekers, aren't you? Yeah, so it's one of those where you sort of, you've got fear. Um, and, and so for this Sky Tower jump, so Ed's then girlfriend, gung-ho. You know, so they said, who do you want to go first? She said, I'll go first. <laughs> Jump straight away. So you, you're literally just throwing yourself off oh, and no. you're down on a wire. It's like a bungee or...? They call it... They, it's basically... Uh, it's They call it skydiving, but you've you obviously got a line on you. So you, it feels like skydiving for the first, whatever, five seconds or whatever. And then what, a jolt? Yeah, yeah, then you, they just gradually reel you in as you come towards the floor. So, um, so yeah, you, you know... Uh, Are you and, scared? 
Uh, well, this is this is sort of the story is that Glenn's then up and Glenn's fairly cool about it all. So Glenn goes down, uh-huh. and we I think we had a bit of a night out the night before as well. <laughs> of course you and, did. <laughs> and then and Ed's up third, right? And you you had to edge along this. Um, there was a narrow sort of ledge where you had to edge along, um, to get to, to them where you had to sort of jump off, as it were. And um, Ed has just gone completely white, <laughs> and he's edging along the slowest, and they're t- taking for absolute ever. And I was really, really nervous until I saw Ed, and then I just laughed so hard. <laughs> oh man, comedians are horrible. Uh, well, he'd been a bit cocky beforehand, you know, and right. then suddenly it hit him that this was it, and the other two had gone, and he could suddenly show his fear, and he absolutely. But oh. all credit to him, he went. He went and it he did it, awful. but I was still laughing by the time it came <laughs> to me doing it. So it completely... I'd love to have seen you laughing, the oh, sound of your laughing. It completely the made it easy for me. And I'd been really nervous and then suddenly I thought, I can't, I can't be as nervous as that. No, nobody can ever <laughs> be as nervous as that. It's not going to be as bad as that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. I bet you ribbed Ed for like... Ever. Oh yeah, no, he was he was so glad to be. And uh, I'm not sure he's done anything like that since. And have yeah. you always gone back and worked in Australia and stuff? Yeah, well, I'd love to. I mean, that was I, I did the Edinburgh Festival for the first time. Um, so I hadn't, I'd done 17 consecutive Edinburgh festivals. I remember then, that you yes, because it, it was every year. You yeah, basically bang 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 bang. Yeah. And then um, not the week obviously started, and they used to record over the summer, so it was you know more of an arse ache to go up, and mm-hmm. uh, and then kids. Kids got in the way, so yeah. um, and my wife wasn't desperate for me to go up and uh, <laughs> no partners yeah. are ever no partners <laughs> want to go up. So yeah, I got to go back this year, and, and it's the same with um, having done you know every festival that I could I could do, mm. um, you know, and that's you know you think you get to see the world, you get put up in wonderful hotels, yeah. you get looked after incredibly, you get to do all the top TV shows wherever you're going. Um, and, and you, it's not the Navy, so you'd have to do any fighting or anything like that. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, so you just go, well, what a privilege this is. What a great way of describing an incentivising so way. True, it's not, yeah. I've got to do any fighting. <laughs> Tell so, us why you're on this horse. Yeah, no, I'm, I, the one and only time I've ever been on a horse. There were no other pictures. There is a picture to prove it. What's it for? So, if you look on the jacket there, you can just see Radio Five Live. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got a free jacket. It was the start of Radio 5 <laughs> Did Live. they pay you, Andy? <laughs> they or did. you just got a jacket? just got a free jacket. <laughs> it was the most amazing gig. So so Spitting Image is just sort of maybe ongoing at the time, maybe just finished, um, and just starting to do... A, Edinburgh, we'd maybe done a couple of Edinburgh, so they'd gone okay or what have you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got offered this gig, the start of Radio 5 Live. They were creating this thing, and they wanted... They had this idea. It was 52 episodes, so one a week, so... A salary, effectively. Yeah, that's a job. Yeah, that's a proper job. And the idea was we had to go up the country in a straight line. So from Weymouth <laughs> to pretty much what? John O'Groats. It was, you know, it, I mean, it was a new radio station. <laughs> terrible ideas. Let's do it. Do you know? So we need two guys. And the idea was that we had to do two sports. We had to go up this line in a straight line. We had this, supposedly this satellite navigation equipment that beeped if we were off this line. Complete horseshit. All it was with the producer <laughs> with a little horn. We better have a couple of these per episode, right? So they'd drawn this line up this map and we had to work out various things to do. And so the first one we had to do was horse riding. So we started in Weymouth. That's the very first one. And so and you'd never been on a horse Never been on a Why horse. Why did they never put been you on, on a horse? The idea was a horse riding. This was, so we had to, the, so we had 104 sports 
or activities that we had to do right. and they had to help us get us up the line this was the this was the how they'd sold it so we had to do it right right so we're, i'm all wired up i've got a got a headset on um and they're, they're basically explaining what i've got to do and henry's supposed to be on a horse next to me and the idea is that we commentate as we're going for this horse uh, yeah right um, and they're waiting <laughs> for the woman's horse who's going to sort of guide us up this hill and um, we've got to play golf we've got to do um Weymouth Golf Club so we're going up to, to Weymouth Golf Club so they thought well we'll just walk them up the, the hill and, uh-huh. and they were just explaining the difference between a uh, canter a trot a walk and a gallop, a gallop. right yeah, yeah. Um, and my my horse got spooked um, oh. and shot off right and I have, I have no idea how to slow it oh down. Oh, my God. And there's nobody else on a horse. It's in a really narrow lane. Oh um, and you weren't going in a straight line. I was not going in a straight line. <laughs> but I, I was all mic'd up. So I'm just thinking, well, I better commentate on this. <gasps> and so the, the, the start of the episode <laughs> is basically me panicking my arse off, right, trying to go, I think I think this is definitely a gallop now. I'm, I'm not sure, maybe a canter. Maybe a canter. And so we go up. And I, the only thing, I'd been on a donkey once in Egypt. It's not the same. same. No. <laughs> And well, I had no control over the donkey, do you know, because we all have a donkey race. He's trying to go up, we were two of the pharaohs or wherever we were. And you, you go up over, you know, sort of, I don't know whether it's sunrise or whatever, some, something going on. And mine had been very stationary. I knew that I was supposed to dig my, my, my heels in if you wanted them to go. And I've been digging mine in. And then he'd just gone for a poo, my donkey. That's all he'd done, all, all that. And then once he'd had a poo, shot straight to the front. He was happy <laughs> it's then. You, it's it you, happy. it's you. and and, and Well, yeah, and and maybe I, there's no... There's no well, what's of, brilliant? is you got comedy out of it you didn't freak out we got you... there and I, I couldn't control it how did it, it stop so how it just it basically got bored it ran itself out so we got in for much further than they were expecting us to were go were you scared I was scared but then when you know when you've got a microphone attached to that's you that's such that a comedian the most comedian it's thing it's the most I comedian thing ever, ever like, I was scared but I knew I had a mic and I wanted to be well, funny do, do you know it was like he wasn't throwing me off. He wasn't trying to lose me. He wasn't trying to buck up and down. Do you know, it wasn't like you know. Well, you I was, could have been but you could fine. easily have fallen off. Yeah, but I didn't really know enough about it then. You I now know. It, you didn't know enough about falling off a horse. Well, Good job. Well, Andy. I, I now have a bit of stand up about how it's the biggest killer of humans in this country. But I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, thank God. This is a theme, a recurring theme. Like not intimidated by uh, just an Cambridge idiot, basically. You just, you're like you sort of like if I don't know, it well, won't hurt me. Yeah, pay more attention to your surroundings. No, but just not yeah. intimidated. It's brilliant. Yeah, no, and so we ended up, we uh, it was in the car park of the golf course and he's eating the flowers and that's when they caught up with me. He'd just completely run himself out of steam, the horse. And uh, so I'm just commentating. The producer's I like, I've, we loved it. Yeah, I'm not sure what the golf club are going to be happy about it, but he appears to be eating the petunias or whatever it might be, you know. So, that's fantastic. But even better, uh, well, as good, oh was we God. then play golf. We have to play golf after that, straight afterwards. And what so, a joy. Well, we only had to do two holes because it was in the straight line. So we had to play the two that were supposedly on the oh, straight right. line. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they've given us these three clubs. Henry and I, neither of, uh, you know, Henry completely hadn't played golf and I'd only played a couple of times. Uh-huh. Um, and so we, we're on the first team. We're commentating for each other and obviously doing it ourselves. And Henry thinks it's going to be very funny to have a run up. And it's sort of, you know, like, <laughs> like like a cricket stroke or whatever, yeah. but you have a little run up and try and whack it. Anyway, and he absolutely, he's got a wood in his hand, or driver as it's now described, and he absolutely creams it, but completely hooks it, right? And... See, I don't know what that means. So it's a massive curve. So I it's see. gone miles, but it's gone on a massive curve. Not in curve. a straight line. Not in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it goes into the road, but the road is miles away. Nobody would have ever hit the road. And there's a post office van going up this, and it's literally, you know, he's hit it 
you know, you'd never hear it so well again, but it's gone on this curve and it hits the post office van. And the best thing was that the bloke gets out of the van in real sort of 70s comedy fashion and starts shaking his fist <laughs> back at the tea. And you're going, this never happened in yeah, real life. Yeah, you couldn't choreograph and, that. And it was so funny. <laughs> Genuinely did it. Genuinely did it. What is this picture of you stood in the sea? So, yeah, well, it's like the Statue of Liberty. Well, for those people who haven't, you know, who only stayed in this country to do stand-up, it was, that's Thailand. So, um, so that's in Thailand. Oh. So this is, this is the picture that I actually got um, it done as my first DVD. It was, I was over in Thailand with Russell Kane. We're doing a load of gigs. Right. Um, and so oh, in this t- wonderful... Five-star hotel. What a treat. What a I touch. really need to get on with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're too late. You missed it. What? It's over. Gigs <laughs> aren't happening anymore. Really? No, no they're still there. Okay, they're still going. You. Don't you worry. So Don't you worry. And you're going to do it on a wonderful world tour. Having not done any of them, you're yeah. going to do it all. You're going to put it all together. Yeah. You're going to say to the kids, I'm off for a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been booked That'll brilliantly. Be Will they carry me through the towns in one of those, like, chairs? Yeah, they'll do all <laughs> of that. What's the Yeah. Is that what you want? You want to go throwback for 100 years? Yeah. But why? You, so this picture was taken with so the intention. basically. So it's the first DVD, my first DVD, and they they call up. So I mean, and they say we we desperately need a shot. We need it. You know, like they go, they haven't told you anything, and then they go, we need it tomorrow, yeah. sort of thing. So I've got a, two weeks with Russell or whatever gig gigging around Thailand and that part of Asia, um, and so we're in this wonderful hotel, and I had this idea that I was going to ate the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. The DVD was called Britain's Got Idiots. So the idea that <laughs> I, I'm an idiot it, doing the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. And so we've got an ice, I'm doing a, an actual ice cream because obviously you're in Thailand, hot weather. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it's... You're yeah. in your dressing but, gown. Dressing gown, and which a free dressing gown from that. And the, the hotel newspaper that they delivered to you along with your five-star breakfast and that's a shot that Russell took oh, and great. never, I was say, never charged me. charged me anything for oh, it he just let me have it yeah he didn't want no, the credit no copyrights he's got it no, now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's have a look at the next Love photo so this picture is gorgeous and this Tell us about this photograph that we're looking at. So that that is me and my daughter. So that uh, she's just coming up to six now, and that's she's about a month old in that one. And uh, look it, at her face. Everybody says, unfortunately for her, that she looks like me. But as you can see, that all babies look a little bit <laughs> like me. Uh, but yes, she um, she was absolutely wonderful in that baby sling, um, and I think that's probably Christmas Day. And uh, I had a brilliant Christmas Day. Um, she just stayed there, was good as gold, slept. Then woke up, smiled at people, slept again, and uh, it's lovely when they do that. Yeah, and I had a lovely. I, it, there was no, it didn't curtail my enjoyment at all. I just didn't have to do anything because obviously I was looking after her. So yeah, yeah. You know, everybody else could go. Would you like a beer? Well, that'd be very nice. She seems fine at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've got a picture of me and Elsie in exactly say that sling thing and that your eye contact yeah. and it's just an intimacy and a like hello you. It's a really lovely moment, isn't it, between a parent? And yeah. Baby. No, and she, we've never had. A, as good a Christmas again, do you know? It's, it's like now, now they hoodwink yeah. you into yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that was once her going, first Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember once yeah. when my son was about that age and we went camping for a weekend and he just slept and it was just magical. It was like, oh my God, this is easy. What's all the fuss about? And then every other camping trip after that, he just ruined it. I took completely, <laughs> I mean, crying through honestly, the night. never had a single, uh, yeah, not with my two. 
We're every, always really, oh my god always absolutely hellish yeah yeah it was but, always somebody was screaming their head off and uh, or not so sleeping. they gave you fair warning early doors oh, it's yeah. when they dupe you into thinking no, they're going to be easy babies well, we, we, we've had two very bad camping experiences with my daughter and so now this summer we put it up in the garden just to see how that would go and how so did it go so if, if, if it went like shit we figured we only had like 10 yards to go yeah fair you know? and it was actually okay right so she may have hoodwinked us again and then we actually booked the campsite and it all goes <laughs> up one more time oh my god so, fingers crossed she's got previous on hoodwinking you into yes <laughs> have you enjoyed being an older parent um well again it may be the theme developing here. Yeah. It, it didn't really strike me that it was... It was <laughs> there is a theme, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You're, um, you're so, you know, I'd always thought going. it'd be fun to have kids, but yeah. I also thought it was fun doing lots of things and going around the world and, you know... So it wasn't a no, driving thing? No, like... no, no. And, it, you know, and, and then it, it seemed obviously... I guess for the first time, you know, when Mop the Week's going on and, you know, you've got a few series under our belts and yeah. you suddenly think, well, you know, this is... you know, This we, is a job. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, you know, we're doing okay now. We, yeah, you know, yeah. The tour's going okay, whatever. Um, so, you know, then you think, well, actually, not not being able to go and do the Melbourne Comedy Festival or whatever it might be, that's not the world's... The no. worst thing, you know, you know, travelling around Britain is actually quite good fun as well. And so yeah. you could do that instead. And, uh, and so, yeah, so... Um, and then my wife sort of... We, we had uh, one when I, I wasn't that old, let's hope. Um, and uh, and then my wife did a PhD in between. So, right. so, so we got quite a big gap between our oh, two. I didn't so, know that. So yeah. how old's your other one? So he's 12 now. So oh, he's, okay. He's yeah, just so. getting to the stage where... Um, he's keen to watch the DVDs and obviously uh, uh, some, <laughs> some of them were filmed when he was being born in his early years. What does so, he think about it? Well, I'm showing him, yeah. He's, he tried to watch Mock the Week the other week because now uh, it's obviously on iPlayer and stuff like that. And so, yeah, and he started commenting on that and I thought, well, I'll, I'll put a stop to that for us. It's 40, 40, <laughs> 14 plus, so you wait until you're 14. And, and I, I may have to give up comedy when he, when he gets to 14. Oh, and I, I really else. struggle with the kids yeah. watching yeah. my comedy. Yeah, yeah. But they've seen you really live else. and we did a gig together and both of your kids were in the audience I, and I, I felt stressed for you <laughs> I, I changed my view on that after the pandemic pre-pandemic I was always quite like they don't come they, they never come after that I think well they're older now they're older and also I just think that was such a massive thing to happen it made you just look at life in a very different way and you're like you know what you can come you can let's just be a bit more in the moment and enjoy things yeah a bit yeah more, you know yeah no definitely but also they've done a lot of screen time at that point haven't yeah, they and they've, they've seen watched, it they've all. watched a lot of things that maybe, that maybe <laughs> you, you wouldn't otherwise yeah, have, have let exactly. them watch so, yeah. yeah i just think there's a realization that it's not that big a deal I love hearing about what your daughter in particular thinks of your stand-up. She doesn't think it's very funny. Yeah, I I just think that's... But your mum, your mum. Yeah, totally. You know, you're an authority figure. Do you know? She'll just blink. Why are they laughing at that? What's happening? Why is everyone (laughs) laughing at this? Let me explain to you how unfunny she is. (laughs) This has been so lovely. And I know that you're on tour at the moment. How, when does your tour... I never really explained anything about the tours, did we? Yeah, let's we, talk we about start, it now. We, start, we, started, we started talking well, about pro- it. We... And I, get, I offered absolutely zero advice apart from don't do not do them every day of the week. <laughs> so what's, tell us about your tour. Where are you going? So, so it's called Bafflingly Optimistic. Um, which is <laughs> part of which the, reason... is the theme. Yeah. Now well, I get it. I, this is what you're like. <laughs> yeah. Just baffled. And then and optimistic. optimistic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. 
I'm going to come and see. Where, where can where, I come and see you? We're doing London. Yeah, no, I will be doing London. We we sort of because we were talking about the DVD thing and it no longer. Th so we're spreading this one over. So we we're doing even less than we would per week than we have done in the past. Yeah. So there, I'm sure there'll be a you know there'll, there, there's no London dates in at the moment. Um, where uh, are you hoping to do it in London? What's your well? The last time I did uh, I did the Leicester Square Theatre. I'm pretty certain. So yeah. you know, which is grand. That's it's, a great. Venue. Oh, that's, that's a great, great venue. venue. I saw you there. Recently. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love the. I love that room. So venue. The, uh, for the DVD we were talking about, the one that Russell took the shot of, he, I did the lyric on. Um, oh wow, that's yeah, beautiful Shaftesbury theatre. Avenue. Yeah, yeah. So it's fabulous, and it's the one that Mickey Mickey Flanagan. Oh, did he now. film his special? No, he's he's now doing. It. I've just literally oh, walked he's past. Oh, yeah, because Zoe's been doing some gigs. Oh, right. So he's he's um he's. I was there for a night. Mickey, of course, there for three weeks. But, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Andy. Not at all been, been an And thank you for sharing well. those brilliant stories. It's been so lovely. And if people want to get tickets to your show, will they go to your website? Yeah, andyparsons.co.uk. You know, it's always easy, isn't it? You know, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's a straight line. <laughs> it's a straight line to Andy Parsons' website. <laughs> 